I know, I, I do. I don't. I'm, I'm, like, I'm like a dad. He, he don't understand, you know? It's tough love, you know? It's like old school coaching. And they go, come here. And they grab you by the face mask like this. I should get you here. Yeah, it's over. Hey, it's BT with Tales from a Gemini. Thank you, Wyatt. It's just me, Wyatt, and my wonderful guest. You know what? I love all my guests. I, I love also when they come in studio because it gives a, a, a different kind of uh, je ne sais quoi, as I like to say. And also, and people think it's, it's strictly like a motorsports uh, podcast, which is not. I just like inspiring stories. And I, and I love everybody's story because what binds people together to me is a story. That's, it, it doesn't matter what man, woman, black, white, whatever. It's the story. Everybody can relate because we're all human. And that's what I love about this story. And I have at my disposal, underneath my very nose, I don't realize how the greatness I'm around. And, and this guest, next guest, who was so nice to me, first time not meeting her, I was on her farm and she let me ride her motorcycle. Right then and there, I was, she had my heart when she did that. Let me ride, she didn't even know me, let me ride her motorcycle on her farm. I was jumping, doing things I probably shouldn't have been doing on somebody else's bike, but she let me do it anyway. Um, and she's also currently the new world record holder for the longest surf ever, longest continuous surfing ever at eight hours. Let's hear it, Miss Lori Keaton. Wyatt, could you give an applause, please, for Lori Keaton, please? Thank you. Thank you. No, how you doing, Lori? I'm doing great. You know what's great is that we know each other, and the fact that you broke a world record, that to me right there made me go, wow. And while you were breaking that world record on June 8th, I, it would always be in my mind because that was my birthday. Right. And I was babysitting a... Well, happy birthday. Thank you very much. I was babysitting a six-year-old, and he was kicking me in the extremities while you were breaking the world record. <laughs> so we were both doing some suffering that day. <laughs> That's <laughs> great. It's true. But you know what? Before we get into that, you know, I always think no one just starts out, how you guys doing? I, 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 nobody starts out breaking the world record or being great. They always lead up to that. So tell me about your life growing up. I know you grew up born and raised Indiana girl. Yes. I was uh, brought up on a big horse farm. So we showed horses on a national level, competitively, all over the world. Now, what does that mean? Showing, I mean, honestly, showing horse because I'm I'm kind of a pseudo city boy, yeah. city country boy. I'm kind of like in between. I grew up in Oklahoma, mm -hmm. and I knew I had horses. Never liked horses, but I had a lot of land around me. So, mm -hmm. what is what is showing horses? What does that mean? So basically, it consisted of we had um, thirty five stalls that I cleaned. Oh, <laughs> so, so you smell like horse poop all the time. All, all the time. Ugh. There was a ton of work that went with it, um, but it was rewarding. And we loved, you know, showing horses as a family growing up. Okay. Did you grow up loving it or did you learn to love it or you had no choice but to love it? How about well, that? I had no choice but to love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like you don't have to love it. Like, it's like you have to do it. You didn't have to love it. I, you had to do it because that's chores. I mean, right. my producer, Y, is 19, right? When he has to do something, it's like because, you know, he's a millennial. So it's like, I do it because I like it, bro. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, where, <laughs> where you had to do yeah. it and whether you liked it or not didn't matter because you had to do it. Right, right. There wasn't a lot of options. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My whole family did it, so that's what I was doing. But I, I did love it. It, it was fun. Okay. There was parts of it that were fun. Okay. A lot of work. What was your favorite part? What was your favorite part? Um, definitely showing the horses and just riding them, the time, the bonding with the animals. Uh, it, was, it, was, it was awesome. Okay. And we trained them. Uh, we, we would raise them up from babies and ride them and break them. So I'd be the first person on their back. Oh, now, when you ride, did you put uh, saddles on them or just bareback? Yep, saddles. Oh, okay. Okay, so wow, you were good right off the block. Mm -hmm. Now, how old were you when you did this? How old? I started riding horses by myself when I was three years old. 
Are you serious? Yeah. How did you even get up there? Like get up on the horse I, at three? I, I don't remember. Someone had to put me up there. <laughs> so you don't remember at three, but you remember riding the horses at three? I have pictures. Oh, okay, but you don't remember. Like, I don't remember it really. So your parents let you go out at three, just oh, have a good time? Yeah, yeah. Really? Just turn me loose. <laughs> no, are you serious? That's, that, that's great parenting. That's, <laughs> that's, that's the parenting we grew up with. Like, hey, good luck. I know you, you're, you're barely out of the stage of pooping in your pants, but you got a wild horse. And hey, go have fun. I actually showed at three years old. Really? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Honestly, th- th- that to me was the incredible part about that is that I've never been, I mean, I don't hate animals, but I've never been an animal person, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I've ridden horses once in my life, and that's a scary thing. I mean, as an adult, because I remember the horse took off, and I was like, oh, and I didn't know what to do with the reins. Like I said, I'm kind of a pseudo-city country boy, so right. I'm like, mm. so how did you, do? like, were you afraid, ever afraid of the horse, like, seeing a snake and getting spooked and taking off? Oh, I've hit the ground lots of times. Really? Yeah. How bad did you get hurt? Um, I mean, the worst is I broke an arm. I had a horse step on my wrist. What happened? Did you owe money? And what happened? Um, no, I just um, I just got bucked off, and the horse landed right on my wrist. Oh. Shattered it, but it's fine now. Well, well hold, hold <laughs> way, hold way. Uh, probably about maybe eleven. Wow! And never like made it never deterred you? No, no. Really. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay. So you, uh, horses and what else did you do? You uh, had elk also out here, right? I also had an elk farm. Yes. What, 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 how elk? Explain that. How did you get into elk? So my dad actually started out with elk and, uh, it interested me. So I invested and purchased elk also and had a farm. We had connecting farms side by side. You and your dad? Yes. That's kind of cool. And, we have owned three world record holders between the between the two of us, and that's with the bull. Is it a bull? Yes. Yeah. And, and that, was it the size of the bull or what? The size of the antlers. Really? Mm-hmm. Why? Now, was that conscious or like I'm gonna make I'm gonna make a bull with big antlers, or was that just it just happened to be that way? Um, it was on purpose. So we on purpose bred animals together to get the biggest, if that makes sense. Like so, we we, we chose genetics. You know, to uh, certain cows to breed with certain bulls to produce the largest antlers. Okay, so kind of like an NFL kind of thing in a way. Kinda. Like you're, yeah, you're like kind of like a six million dollar man thing. You kind, <laughs> you kind of got six million dollar man and the bionic woman together, and whoo, right? Wow. So you got those together and got the largest, and that was the goal. That was the goal. That was the goal. And you achieved that goal. Yes. Wow, so you guys were mad scientists before mad scientists was, was I mean, basically, right? Right. Before it was cool to be mad scientists, and no one yeah. really cared. Right. Now, in, in the end, uh, but did you, like, end up killing the bowling and stay have it for steaks? Uh, no, we sold those animals. Okay. Because that's when you make the most money is when they're the world's largest. And you sell them, make it a pretty good, pretty good price, right? Yes, yes. Okay. And I, don't, I, I have no idea how that works. That's what I'm asking. So uh, they won the... Uh, for being the largest bull uh-huh. ever, and you're like, all right, and then they go for a really good price. Mm-hmm. You sell them, and they're probably what hamburger meat after that and become hamburger helper. Um, or some people will use them for breeding to breed back to their animals, you know, to try to get the world's largest, if that makes sense. Yeah, kind of like horses. I mean, right, right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. with thoroughbreds and yep. secretariat and yep. yeah, champions, you just keep crossing them over trying to get bigger. That's right. Okay. So it was like if Michael Jordan bred with, uh, who, who was a great female? <laughs> Serena Williams. If Michael Jordan and Serena Williams had kids, oh my God. Right? 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 That kid would be incredible. <laughs> so basically you took the Michael Jordan of the Bulls and, and got it with the Serena Williams and you had the most incredible bull ever. 
Yes. And then you sold it. <laughs> and then, well, honest, okay. Yeah. For that, like, did you have like a, a a heart attachment? Like, oh my God, like, or is this strictly a business it's thing? Strictly business. So you didn't care? Mm-mm. Right, take it easy. And the bull was like, yeah, you too. Like, <laughs> yeah. really? He looked Peace, back. Peace out. Yeah. <laughs> the bull kind of did his hand. Like, yeah, all right. He was so big. He didn't really care. He gave me one of these right. and he loaded him up. And then, Time for another one. One thing that's kind of neat about elk that most people may not know is that they grow their antlers every year. So the, the male will shed his antlers every year in the spring. So it dissolves kind of like a kid's tooth would dissolve. The root does. And then it literally just falls off. And, and then it grows back the next year. Wow, really? Yeah, and a lot of people don't know that. I didn't know that. Yeah. I'm learning something new every day. That's why I love this show. I, I learn something new every day. Yeah. So if somebody asks me about elk, I go, oh, did you know? And so I'll know, right. all because of you. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, animal. Now, did you do, ever do any sports or anything growing up? I, other than showing horses, no. Did you have time, or did, or did you want to? There was no time. Uh, really? Growing up, growing up on a farm, I, I worked. So spring break, for most kids, meant they were going on vacation. For me, it meant working on the farm. <laughs> did you feel like you were missing out, though? Um, not really, because I didn't know any different, to be honest. I mean, now looking back, that's not the, I gave my kids a different childhood, you know, growing up, because I wanted them to be able to experience more and interact with more uh, peers that were local and and things like that. My friends basically were at the horse circuit, and if you didn't show horses, I pretty much didn't cross paths much with you. Wow, okay, now do you feel that it uh, hampered you in some ways growing up, like looking at it now, looking back at it now, you go, you know, I kind of wish I, I had a more well-rounded uh, childhood in that sense. You know, like it's, it's like sometimes with kids in motocross, back in, you know, where they grow up and all they know by the age of eight or nine, they go, hey, listen, is this what you want to do? Because we're going to mortgage the house and mom has to go with you because dad has to work two jobs or vice versa. Right. So was it like that? And did you look back and go, you know, I kind of wish I would have did this. I kind of wish I would have done gymnastics or something like that. Not, not really. So what I'll say about the horses and showing as much as we did and as committed, that's part of what helped me achieve this world record, meaning that I, when I love something, I'm all in, 100%, everything, I give it everything I've got. And that's just kind of how I was brought up. That's how my parents were. Yeah. And I think that's helped me to achieve where I'm at today. Now it's going to sound like transcendental, like hippie stuff, but like, are, what, what sign are you? Are you a Gemini? Are you a Taurus? What are you? Uh, Capricorn. Capricorn. What, what, what's Capricorn? What? Uh, January 6th. I mean, but what is their thing? Like, oh, what's they known for? I don't know. You don't know? <laughs> I don't know. I, I would have picked Taurus the Bull because you seem really, I mean, I, I know I know a little, I know about you. You're great, but but yeah, you're really focused and you're like, like I was telling, I was, I was telling uh, Wyatt, I said, I think she's like an alpha. She's an alpha <laughs> where it's like, you know, you're focused on your goal and you're going to get it. And damn it, anybody gets in my way? Well, you know, sorry for them, but Casually. I'm focused. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Which is not bad. I mean, I, I mean, honestly, I wish I had that kind of focus sometimes. I'm a, I'm all over the place. That's why it's called Tales from a Gemini because right. I'm all over the place. Right. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm talking about this and elk and next thing you know, hey, did you ever do gymnastics? You know what I mean? So I'm right. just like that but i always want to know the background because that's what that's the genesis of where you are today and mm-hmm. achieving your greatness right. and, and did you ever think about when you grew up maybe wanting to set a world record or anything or did you say you know i want to make my mark this way in the world ever um, no i hadn't really given it any thought to do the guinness world record we were on a houseboat trip and it was the ninth day and everybody was tired everybody said well we don't want to surf anymore and i said i'm never going to say those words so I got up, we all went out on the boat, and I surfed four and a half hours straight. Um, now that currently 
more than doubled the current Guinness World Record, but I didn't realize it at the time. Yeah. I just did it for fun. I surfed till we ran out of gas, almost out of gas. We stopped, it was a little bit left, and um, and then we went to eat lunch, you know, because it was lunchtime. Right. Uh, everybody on my boat fell asleep but the one boat driver. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, I feel a little guilty for taking all that time for him. <laughs> it was probably pretty boring with him being the only one awake. <laughs> but, but I just wanted to take... I, I just, no one wanted to surf, so I took it all. Yeah. And a couple of years later, someone said something to me, and they uh, said, well, that's probably a Guinness World Record. You should check into that. So I did. And once I realized it was, I'd already beat the Guinness World Record, I decided to start training hard and, and actually make that a goal for me. Really? And, and I wanted to crush it. Uh, now, what was the the, uh, the inspiration for that, though? I mean, I know, I know you said you liked it and you fell in love, but like, it's nothing better to me personally. And find that something you love and go, mm-hmm. oh, this is great. That's not food. You know what I mean? Like, right. right now, my thing is junior mints. I don't know what it is. I'm, I'm, I'm on a junior <laughs> mint kick. I don't know what it is, but that's right. what I'm on. But it's, it's good to find that one thing that, especially later in life, mm-hmm. to find that one thing that, that go, oh, this is what I like. So you found that. But then how did you go from that to just having a good time with it to go to wanting to achieve that record? Even though somebody said that's a world record. I mean, I think most people be like, oh, that's cool and go on about their life. But how did you go? You know what? I'm going to make it official, make it a world record and, and achieve that goal. Well, I just decided since I'd already doubled it, that I should take it more serious and take it to the next level. Not just break it, but crush it. Like yeah. I wanted to... Um, I, I just wanted to make it, set it as high as I could. And um, I ended up surfing eight hours, and then the Guinness judge could not go longer than that. So she told me I had to stop, <laughs> which I was sad about. So I had trained, and up until that point, I had only surfed just a little under five hours was my longest surf because right. of fuel and, and other restrictions that I'd had and because of my trainers saying that I should stop and do it, treat it like a marathon, so don't surf all the time that I can. So I held back. Um, so the day of, it was, it was a surprise that when I got to the eight hours, I wasn't even fatigued. Like I wasn't e- So my training really paid off everything I've been doing, which is, uh, it's through Fleece Fitness, but it's a, uh, a CrossFit-type class is what I'm taking, basically, okay. as far as the training. Okay. And um, it has definitely helped me take it to the next level. Okay, so when you decided, okay, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for this world record. Okay, mm-hmm. so how did how did planning that happen? Like, how did you go? Okay, it's one thing to say you're gonna do it, and then some people go, eh, you know, because you run your own business also. Right, right. So you have your own business, which is called, is it? Uh, it's a carpet place. Floors for you. Floor, uh, floors for you. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's in Brownsburg, Brownsburg, Indiana. By the way, it goes everywhere. By the way, it's not just a Rudy Boot yeah. podcast. It goes everywhere. I mean, I'm I'm like number ten in Poland. That's awesome. I, yeah, I don't know why, but the Polish love me. I, I don't know why. I, watch, me, watch me go over to Warsaw and I go, we don't know you, man. But, um, <laughs> but this goes everywhere. So in Brownsburg, Indiana, if you guys want some carpet, she'll ship it to you, right? For all my right. Polish fans, and if you want some carpet, you look her up, floors for you, right. and she will ship, ship you some carpet from a, a Guinness Book of World Record holder. That's that's that's. Olympic style carpeting right there. I could even sign it if I need to. Sign, I don't want. Yeah, I don't think anybody wants to sign carpeting. That's <laughs> nobody wants sign carpeting. That's a sign of dirty carpet. It's my right. your carpet. Okay, so anyways. I, yeah. Anyway, so how did you get to, uh, say okay, I'm gonna set this world record, and how did you start putting the pieces in place? So one of my biggest obstacles I had to overcome is the fuel capacity. So I only have 65 gallons of fuel factory on my boat, and to surf longer, and that's only last just a little under five hours. Mm-hmm. So to, to go longer, I had to figure that out. So I ended up working with my uh, boat 
uh, my boat dealership, which was in Three Boat Works out of Indianapolis. And they helped me select a 50-gallon bladder with a separate pump and, and everything. So it had a whole other system that we could refuel while I was surfing because nice. the biggest thing on the record is I can't stop. So I can't stop to refuel. I can't fall down. I can't, you know, there, there's, there was a lot of restrictions with Guinness, you know, for how to pull it off. Right. Um, so that was probably one of the hardest things I had to figure out. And we also, for extra, threw on a couple gas cans. We, we threw four gas cans on. Is, is that legal? Uh, yes. Oh, glad you know. Well, you yeah, know, I, I, solid, solid question. Well, no, I just, I mean, it, it, it's beside the fact you already did it now. I right. mean, so it's not like they can arrest you for it. It's, not, it's like you kill somebody, you know, where at statute of limitations, there's no statute of limitations for murder. You know what I mean? I'm just right. asking, you had some extra cans of fuel on the boat. I just think about those movies, you know, what they have things fuel on the boat and well, they blow up like a Jason Statham movie? No one was smoking. Well, I, <laughs> I went, oh, <laughs> you get the wrong person on the boat and they say, yeah, there goes the record all because somebody was smoking. Went down the flames. Yeah. <laughs> the boat and the record went down in flames. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you had extra fuel cans on the boat and everything. So you were ready for that. And so how about, did you ever think like a, maybe a rogue wave or, or maybe somebody else is on the lake? Like, they can't block off a lake for you. They, they didn't. It was open. Yeah, so I'm saying, so there's an open lake. And what if you had some of those, you know, yahoos out there? Like, you know, it's summertime now. I mean, honestly, what if those, you've seen right. people on the lake that aren't supposed to be on the lake. You go, why does that person have a boat? And they come in and screw you up. I mean, they have a wake. Right. Or something. Like, were you worried about that? I trained through everything. I actually on purpose trained to through two thunderstorms like with i mean high winds heavy rain downpour um so i trained with the worst water conditions like even when it would get busy i would just keep surfing like just to good for you just to make sure there was nothing that was going to stop it there that is perfect because that's what you got to do i mean it reminds me of michael phelps he was getting ready for you know the olympics his coach sometimes would take his goggles and fill them with water yeah. or you know to make it every condition possible that so when the actual race happened mm-hmm. no nothing could throw him off his right. game right okay so now how did you physically train for that how did you physically train like what did you do so I was going to the gym nine times a week. Nine times a week. Right. Nine. It's only seven days in a week. I, I already know. And I was surfing three days a week. Okay. Okay. So um, between all of that, I was, anyways, it, it, I had quite a bit of help from my trainers as far as just even the food. I had to just, you know, I had to start eating more food and just because I was burning so many calories. Okay. So how was your diet before and how was your diet once you started training? Uh, once I started training, we counted all the macros, and um, I definitely started eating a lot more protein than what I had ever eaten before. Now, how, how was your diet before? Were you, were you like just anything at all? Like you didn't really care? Did you kind of watch it, but not really? But can I? I've always counted calories, uh-huh. but I've never kept track of my protein like what I did. So the protein was the biggest thing I was lacking. And once I got that squared away, I started putting on quite a bit more muscle. Like it just really helped me. Okay. And like, like what kind of protein? What kind of protein? Uh, mostly chicken. Okay. I've eaten so much chicken lately. <laughs> you gonna start a chicken farm now? You. <laughs> you've had everything else. You gonna start a chicken farm? Yeah. You've had elk. You've had bull. Might as well start a chicken farm. I mean, no. <laughs> I think, no. I think about it. Lori's free range world record holding chickens. You got the biggest chickens in the world. Okay. They helped you achieve the record. You know, you, you can lie about it and say you know world record chickens. You know what I mean? Right. You know, free range chicken, but they got all muscles and everything. Right. You know? <laughs> We'll see. We'll look into that. <laughs> so you're sick of chicken. So you got. So your diet consists of chicken and what else? Um, 
uh, chicken, rice, vegetables. Uh, I will eat some fruit. Um, before I would do, I, I, before I would do a long surf, I would, I was able to eat a lot of pasta. So the protein pasta noodles. Oh, yes. And those were pretty good. Okay. I would just. And what was the long surf? What was the long surf? Um, every week I would build up and I would add, was adding an extra hour as we got closer to my surf set. So as I was doing that, I was, you know, starting to eat more carbs and stuff just because I was burning so much, you know, for, for surfing. Okay. Now, did you work a lot of lower body for your legs? I mean, people understand eight hours. And that was the question that was posed to me on Facebook. You know, and the person said, how did you do that for eight hours? I mean, just stand, I mean, because the stance, I mean, it was, was foot placement important and, and how you stood or did you put more weight on the ball of your foot or on the heel? Because wouldn't that all make a difference? I had to keep moving my feet around to keep circulation, basically. So I, I, I definitely had to surf and move. It's similar to doing a squat, basically, the whole time because you can't lock your knees out. So the whole time I'm squatted while I'm surfing. Oh, my God. <laughs> so like any cramps or anything? Um, no, I, I did take some magnesium salt, you know, I, I take magnesium uh, a, a, a couple of those. Um, I never had cramps, but I didn't want any. Yeah. <laughs> so I took a couple of those while I was surfing. I sp- spread them out and, um, I, I even packed, I packed my own food even. So I packed a wrap with me and I had uh, three liters on a, one of those camel backs on my yes, back. I saw that. And, um, I mean, I, I put ice in this pack and everything so my lunch meat wouldn't get too hot because it was going to be hot that day. I, um, I packed all my normal food. I had, a, I had a couple apples I'd sliced up. And, How about bananas for the potassium? Um, I, I didn't do any bananas. Oh, man. That would be I should have. Yeah. For, that's for, for cramping. Right. I you know, I'm, an old, I'm a former wrestler, man. You don't want to be like this. And all of a sudden, I can't do it. You know, you're, <laughs> right. you're okay, Lori? No. You know, <laughs> should have had a banana. I mean, right. you, you know what I mean? Yeah, that would have been good. Yeah, not really. No, it wouldn't have been. If you had been like this right. and you missed it because no, of the potassium. No, I meant the banana. No, yeah. I should have packed a banana. But I, I would have made a smoothie for you. I'm, I, I don't know you know. I'm a smoothie king. I didn't know that. Uh, yes, ask, ask my roommate. Ask, yeah. She knows I make the best smoothies around. I really do. Yeah. Because I use, I use coconut water, and I, fr- I freeze my fruits, mm-hmm. and then I put in like, a, 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 what do you call it, stuff? turmeric, yeah. uh, ginger, ginger for the stomach, you know, ginger, yeah. uh, some other kind of stuff I put in it. It's, I mean, honestly, I make the best smoothies around. I would have made you a great smoothie, and you'd have been ready to tackle it. And also watermelon. Watermelon's good for, you know, it's water. Basically, yeah. the watermelon. Right. I mean, honestly, that's good for you. And I put, uh, I always put bananas in there also mm-hmm. for the potassium. Because I mean, I long distance uh, bike, you know, cycle. Because oh, yeah. I always see your yeah. Instagram, <laughs> and I always say, "You want to ride?" You know what I mean? I I pass your house all the time. Now I might be able to keep up. I don't know. Well, I don't know <laughs> if I can keep up with you eight hours. But I, but I pass your house all the time. That's awesome. I do. I do. I go, hey, that's the okay, the girl. Let me ride a motorcycle, and I pass by. I really do. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. So let's get back to you. Let's get back to you. So. All that with now, this is a weird question, but how did you keep them going to the bathroom? So I, I didn't. I mean, I had to, when I had to pee, I had to pee standing up on my surfboard. I didn't and that took, I'll say, you should have said, you know, uh, well, I, I found a way. You didn't have to get all graphic. We got a kid here with Wyatt. Wyatt's like 19. I don't want him to hear all that. Wyatt, go, go to bed. <laughs> so I, um, I had to get past that. That was something I did not want to do, but I knew that to stay hydrated, 
I was going to have to go to the bathroom. You had to pee so, on yourself. Yeah, I had to. Did you, did you tell them, like, hey, guys want to turn? I mean, turn away? No, no. You didn't? They just watched you pee on yourself. As a grown person, they had to watch you pee on yourself. Oh, man. that's. <laughs> if you had any potential suitors, that would turn me off. Like, yes, yeah, my woman, right? Oh, boy. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe not the most attractive thing. <laughs> but, but it had to happen. <laughs> so did you... <laughs> Did you do it standing up or did you squat or I, just regular? Regular. St- I mean, I just had to stand up. I mean, I just had to. <laughs> so I'd, I would I would carve a little extra to like splash water on me to make it maybe not as weird. But yeah, it was still weird. <laughs> That's one of the worst parts. Did, did you practice for that? I mean, honestly, did you uh, yeah, practice I, for No, it? I did. I did. You did? Yeah. You practiced peeing while standing up. Because yeah. you, you don't want, I guess you don't want any surprises, I guess. <laughs> I just, I just want to do. Uh, be comfortable with it while I'm surfing. And I knew that was something I was going to have to be able to do because I, I, anyways, I had to stay hydrated and not cramp. Now, honestly, but but was uh, was that hard to train to get to do that, though? I mean, honestly, was it hard to train? Like, I, I'm going to have to pee in front of people. I mean, but, it, and it sounds like I'm being joking, but honestly, was it was that was that a hard mental hurdle to get over? Uh, the first time, yes. The first time I hated it. But then I was like, ah, who cares? I mean, I'm, I'm breaking a Guinness World Record, and this is just part of it. The, the Guinness judge told me marathon runners do it all the time. Yeah. Like, you know, and I was like, okay, well, this is better because at least I have water. True. Like, you can jump in the water. It, yeah, at least. And, and I can carve, and the water's spraying me, and, you know, and, and, and stuff like that. So that's better than just. Yeah. Peen and on the blacktop or something. You know. It's been like you're homeless while you're, yeah, they're like, oh my God, you want a dollar? You know? <laughs> no, I'm setting the world record. Sure, you are, lady. Listen, here's a dollar. Right. <laughs> Go clean up. Make something out of yourself. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but that, <laughs> no, but that's good, though. I mean, honestly, that people don't realize that something like that would get me also. Because right. I thought about that. It's just a, it, you know, last night I was trying to come up with questions. And I was like, you know, nobody's asking, but I want to know, you know how, how did you right, do that? Right. Race car drivers do it, so, I mean, you had to do it. But here's what I want to know. People don't understand. The bubble gum. You had bubble <laughs> gum did. on your board. I did. If you guys, if, if, please watch her uh, Instagram. It's not uh, Nautic. Uh, Nautique Girl. Nautique Girl on Instagram, at Nautique Girl. And you got to watch the whole time, eight hours, as a piece of bubble gum. Was it bubble yum? <laughs> Bubble yum. It was bubble and oh, remember a kid uh, having bubble yum and all that right, sugar. Right. I mean, you, I mean, as soon as you the first uh, like chew you up and you feel like, wasn't it the greatest? All that sugar. All that Perfect. sugar when you were a kid. Now it's like, oh god, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh, oh, I can't feel circulation. I'm gonna cut my foot off. But back then when you were a kid, you didn't know any better. So right. it was a piece of bubble yum bubble gum got stuck on her surfboard and it set the world record too. Right. So how did that come about? How did how did you get a piece of bubble gum on your surfboard and it? Stayed there so I was uh I put in a really large piece of gum in my mouth and I'm chewing it and I thought well I'll blow a bubble so I started pushing on it with my tongue and it shot right out of my mouth it wasn't all the way chewed up so it was like a glob yeah yeah. (laughs) and it it just landed on my surfboard well according to the Guinness judge I can't touch my surfboard so I couldn't normally if I was surfing I'd just reach down there and pick it up but I couldn't so it stayed there the whole entire time. I was hitting it with water, you know, like carving as I was carving. And 
it, it, it didn't fall off. It stayed there to the very end. It makes you one of those seven years they say it takes for bubble gum to dissolve. I think that's true. It I mean, <laughs> it ain't no problem to it. If, if a piece of bubble gum that wasn't really chewed up, chewed up, lands on your surfboard for eight hours and it stayed there, imagine what it does to your insides. I know. Imagine, remember like you swallow your gum? Because we grew up in a time where if we were kids and teachers saw you with a bubble gum, I don't know about yeah. you, but we had yeah. to swallow oh, yeah. and you swallow it. And now, now what they say was probably true. Our insides oh, are probably yeah. all messed up because it's all bubble gum in here. Right. It's all bubble gum. So I got about probably another two years from cleaned out. Right. <laughs> it's all bubble gum in here. Right. <laughs> That's incredible. If you guys got to watch the videotape, because she posted all day. It was great because I was watching you all day. I was keeping up with you yeah, all day. Right. Um, between uh, babysitting and taking shots to the growing, I was, <laughs> I was following you and I was like, Lori's doing it. And, and so did you set out? Was your goal initially eight hours? I mean, I know you wanted to break it, and you and you you pretty much had it like I can break it. But was it eight hours? So my goal was to surf all the fuel I had, and because I threw in the gas cans at the end, uh, the extra four gas cans, I actually could have surfed about nine and a half hours. Uh, so I had every intention of surfing all of that. I did not realize that there was a restriction until the morning of with Guinness. Like as far as I didn't realize she was going to cut me off at eight hours. Wow, so, um, she was a party pooper. Well, I, I just didn't realize I was going to surf so long. So if I, I mean, I, I thought I had more leeway with her. So I, did, I didn't realize that eight, off, eight hours it had to stop at eight. So next time, it'll be different. Do you plan on, be, plan on being there next time? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Re- and what's the goal then, like 10? Uh, I think I'm going to double in is, is going to be my goal. But I have, to, I have to work out the fuel. The fuel is the biggest uh, that, that's that I can't control. To me, that's incredible. Is of all the things you can't is is the fuel. It's not the physical part, right? right. No, it's not the physical part. It's 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 the fuel, right? Now, now was there ever a mental or physical part for you that you were, uh, you were kind of like worried about like, going into it? Um, like what 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 made you what made you uh, had you know trepidations about going into it physically? Part was it like I hope I don't cramp, or was it the um, Rogue wave, or was it like uh, some yahoos coming over? Like I said, you know, coming in right. and, and no, all, all of that was a factor. Like, all, all but, but what, what was the number one though that made you kind of go? Mm. I was worried about cramping, just because you know I, you can't stay in the one position too long. Yeah. Um, so I was, I was trying to work out a system to where I, I carved every so often and, and and moved more on with a purpose, you know, to to try to. Just keep my blood flow, basically. Just because standing in one position <laughs> yeah. is a lot for right? eight hours. Yes. I can't do it. Honestly, I mean, just being regular, I can't do that. Right. I'm always leaning up against something, you know, right. trying to be cool, but I'm actually, I'm cramping. So I got to yeah. lean up, you know what I mean? So for you to do that, I think that is, honestly, I think that's incredible. It's inspirational. And the thing about the inspiration is you did that, you were sponsored by uh, uh, Warriors for... Wake for Warriors. Wake for Warriors. And what is that, by the way? Tell us what that so is. So they're a nonprofit organization that helps uh, take veterans out and their families and teaches them to do water sports. So they, they take all types of veterans, but the ones that I'm most intrigued by that they do are ones with they'll teach someone with a prosthetic leg to surf or someone that's had to have amputation, you know, so they have maybe have no legs right. and, and able to still do water sports. And uh, that is just... It's unbelievable what they do, um, and and how they help the veterans and stuff. What what made you, what I guess intrigued you to have them or or, or do it for them? So I have um, three nephews that are active Marines, mm-hmm. and um, so the vet. I've always been a big fan of our veterans, and I 
their sacrifice. They make none of my nephews have actually been to um, deployed and, and done any type of uh, war, you know, or anything like that since they've been in duty. But even if they don't get deployed, they just make so many sacrifices, even from not being able to be home for holidays or. You know, they when when you're signed up for the time that you're in the military, you sacrifice by giving up um, what you want to do, basically. You know, yeah. for, for those years, the the military basically dictates what, when you get to come home and stuff, and and so you know they they just miss out on a lot of stuff while they're in, and mm-hmm. so I just wanted to do something to give back. Well, that's great, then. Uh, I mean, I, I I found that to be the most intriguing part because I lo- I looked them up and I saw the guy with the amputated leg and yeah, is that what is that what inspired you more? Yes. I mean, more. Yes. You know, it, wait, did you ever think about when you were doing it? Did you ever think about maybe like okay, this is enough, and then and then use that for your inspiration? Oh yeah, yeah. I thought about all of them and just everything that are, I mean, the fundraising. I I, I couldn't have picked a better people to, to, to support the wake for warriors, what they're doing with our military and just giving them something to, you know, to look forward to and, and something to be a part of. And, mm-hmm. um, it's just really incredible what they've been able to do with our veterans and stuff. I, um, I love what they're doing so much that next month I'm going to actually go and get, uh, certified to be able to, to train, train them myself. Wow. Really? Yeah. On on the water. On the water. Oh my god! So are you gonna like give up your floors for car, but your your business and start being a like honestly just hang out with your boat on the lake? Well, no, I won't be able to quit my day job. But well, why not? I mean, honestly, this is it's, this sounds like this is a passion, and it's not like growing up where with the stalls where you were you were, you were forced into that love. Right, you know, it was right. like it was like being a, a mail order bride. You know, you kind of forced to like right. listen. You be nice to him, Natasha. He's going to show you a good life in America. Whereas right. like you had no choice. Where like now, I don't know if carpet's your love, but now. You're dealing with, I mean, I could just tell, but this is, this is your love, love. You love being on there. It showed in your face. Right. It showed in your training. It never was like a drag. Right. So maybe you should. I'm definitely working with my local boat dealership uh, in Three Boat Works, and we're planning on hosting events for our local veterans, so for the state of Indiana. Okay. Uh, which I'm really excited uh, to be a part of. I'm excited for you. Uh, no, I mean it from the bottom arc. Like I said, I can tell it's your passion right. now. I mean, was it was that, that was it that way when you first started doing it? When you first got on a wakeboard, you're like, "Oh, I like this." Yeah, immediately, immediately. As soon as I saw it, I knew I was going to have to have it. Uh, and why is that? It it was it was meant to be. I mean, I can't really describe it. So the first time I pulled up on a surfboard, I threw in the rope and I surfed the whole distance of the lake. I have never seen anyone ever do that. I've I've taught hundreds of people to surf, and right. I've never seen one person do it like that. Yeah. Like it was just natural for me. So as soon as I stood up on it, everything about it like, felt, felt right. Like your first time, or you're like, oh, this is this is what I I, yeah. I want to do. Yeah. Well, I you know I can relate as far as like I feel the same way with the motorcycles. You know what I mean? Yeah. And first time you get on one, you're like, oh, I like this. Yeah. You know it, that now does it scare you a little bit? Because sometimes for for things to have that effect on you, they have to scare you a little bit because if they scare you a little bit, you're going to be more focused. Right. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, because something has to make you, you have to be a little bit uncomfortable in something that you do for you to remain focused at all times. I mean, I don't know your business, but the carpet business, I, I, I can imagine there's some stuff you could do by rote, even though any dimensions are always different. You're like, okay, this carpet's good for here, blah, blah, blah. But when it comes to that, it's like, okay, I got to be, you know, I got to be 
at all times kind of aware of where I'm at. You got to be right. focused. Let's talk about with motorcycling. You know what I mean? At all times, man, you got to be ready because you don't know what's going to happen. So a car is going to pop in front of you or, right. or a deer or whatever. So you got to be, it's fun, but it's like, you know, head on a swivel. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, that's exactly how it had to be, especially for my Guinness World Record. Like the whole time I was thinking, you know, I mean, I just had to be on top of it. I couldn't, um, I mean, I just had to be prepared for if a wave came or um, it, anything. I mean, there was just, so when we first launched the boat, when we pulled into the boat ramp um, at 530 in the morning, it was raining. I remember that. I remember seeing the forecast, and I remember it, Chelsea telling me, I was like, oh, it was, man. It was like 85% chance of storms all day. Yes, yes, and, I remember that. And my crew asked me, they said, well, what are we going to do, Lori, if it starts storming? And I said, we're breaking this Guinness World Record today. I don't care what the weather is. Like, if, if you don't want to go, you don't have to, but I'm, I'm, I'm surfing through storms. It don't matter what happens. Like, we're just going to keep going. Yeah. Wow, and and they all stayed with me. <laughs> that is great. I mean, you had a you had a crew I on did. that boat. I did. You had the Guinness Book lady. She had her shoes off. I saw that. She had her yeah, shoes off. Put her dirty ass feet on your boat. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> I saw her feet. I was like, man, really? You, you gonna put your dirty ass feet on an expensive ass boat? You should have. You should have. You should have got mad at her. You should have been like, hey, lady, uh, you want to you well, put some I, booties on that feet? I kind of needed her. Well, yeah, yeah. I know you kind of needed, but I you should have said, hey, uh, you wanna. Want to clean them feet up, you know? <laughs> you should, watch her be watching this, like, really? <laughs> she takes your world record away because I'm talking right. shit about it. But uh, yeah, I saw the picture. I go, oh, she got to get Right. <laughs> so you didn't say nothing to her? No, no, not, not at all. Just, uh, one other thing I had to do for the crew on my boat is I set a five gallon bucket in the front with a toilet seat. Oh. Because Ugh. I told everybody on the boat, we're not stopping for anything. So whatever has to be done has to be done in the front of the boat. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I, I think I would have done was just give them all smoothies that day and right. then waited for nature to take its course later. You know what I mean? Because right. smoothies, you can like, you know, you pee it out. But, you know, if you, if you give them a meal, you know what I mean? Like a McDonald's meal, like, uh-oh. Right. I think that breakfast sandwich is about to hug. No, no. Lori's got to break this record. You know what I mean? <laughs> so well, I made it real clear. We're not stopping for anything. Well, they, they knew what they were getting themselves yeah. into. Now, yeah. and it's kind of personal here, but like, how much did it cost to break the world record? I mean, for like I said, to fill the boat up to uh, and what what are the uh, the training? I guess you get the training. So, how much did did that run you? So the boat manufacturer, which is Nautique, is covering all of my fuel. Nice. Which is which is a big part of it. Oh yes, yeah. Because I mean, so it, just roundabout, how much did it cost for fuel for fuel to fill it up? Um. Gas prices just keep going up. I know. But right. I would say probably $300. Oh, my God. Really? Mm-hmm. 300 bucks. Counting everything, the gas cans, the fuel bladder, and the tank. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And they, and they fit the bill. They yeah. fit the bill. How great, how great would it be to get some like, gas, Wyatt? And I was sitting, oh, by the way, put it on their, put it on their bill. Right. You ain't got to pay <laughs> shit. How great would that be? Did you get any money from breaking a world record? Oh, uh, no. You know? Oh, you just get the recognition. Just the recognition. So you go in the book. Right. Have you thought about doing it on uh, salt water, like in an ocean? I think that'd be a different kind of... I mean, it, or can you even do that like that? Well, there's just not a wave that lasts that long that I know of. Hey, if anybody can find out, you can. Right. I mean, honestly, I would... Right. That, that's another challenge for you. Right. I mean, honest, you, you've done this. You've right. done it. So even if you go and you double it, which don't get me wrong, it'd be great. Right. But... 
An ocean, and I think it's a different challenge, but if anybody can tackle a challenge, it's you. Because I know you. You're a strong-hearted. I mean, when they say independent woman, (laughs) honestly, this is the total definition of an independent woman right here. I mean, from the bottom heart, you run your own business, you're a tough woman, you're a fair woman, and you had your fun, but you you get it done. You know what I mean? Yeah, you definitely get it done. (laughs) So why don't you go saltwater? I mean, go in the ocean and do it. Right now, I'm going to stick behind my boat for just a little while longer. So I already also broke the longest as far as distance. So I surfed technically 89.6 miles. So I, I did 10 and a half laps around Raccoon Lake. Let's go for 100. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to once I get this time and everything. But it would have required a second Guinness judge for that also. Yes. Yeah. So I've got to work out some things. But the next time I do it, I plan on breaking more than one record at a time. <laughs> Look at you all big time. Right. Look at you. I mean, I think that's great. But I want you to step out of that comfort zone. Go in the ocean. You know how much bad asser you will be? I'm mm-hmm. making this word up. Me how much bad asser you would be? I mean, I, you go into a, 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 a ocean where there's sharks and, and and a whale, remember that whale just ate that dude? You, you read about that? <laughs> a whale ate a dude, spit him out. He's still alive, right? So if you do that, oh, my gosh, you've got to do it I I, do. Uh, on the ocean. I say go to the Pacific Ocean and do it. I mean, I have ocean surfed I don't before, doubt it. I don't doubt but it. But I've never tried to do distance. And everything that I've done ocean surfing does not have, like, a lot of time. So you don't – when I've stood up, I don't – it's not very long that you get to surf, and it's over. Well, anybody can do it. I think you should. I think personally, you should go down to uh, off the coast of California, mm-hmm. honestly, and go from go from San Diego to San Francisco. That's about five hours, six hours. Yeah, in a boat. Yeah, it's over like three, four, five hundred miles or whatever. I say you should do it. Do that. Yeah, I think you can do it. Yeah. I want you. I want to see you. I want to go. I want to see you go ocean, Pacific Ocean. Find out when the currents are. And go for it. I mean, how bad? I mean, yeah, seriously, awesome. if you did ocean, you did lake and ocean, you'd be untouchable. Right. You're already untouchable now. Right. I mean, what else would there be for you? Right. Nothing. And then I say go for, go to Antarctica and have them do it. I mean, you know, but the cold water, right. no one's uh, uh, done that in Antarctica. Who would? Who would think that? But you could do it. I started training in 45-degree water. That, well, that's nothing for you. Right. You could do that. And then if you pee there, who gives a damn? You know? Right. And the penguin was like, that's what we do, man. It Go ahead and pee in the water. It yeah. freeze on my leg. Yeah. Well, that, that's nasty, Lori. That's really nasty. I'll do the jokes here. That's nasty. <laughs> I don't want to see you on a board. Right? What is that? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I had to pee. <laughs> <laughs> my God. I Honestly, I, I just found what you did was incredible. I am from the bottom of my heart. And when I heard you were going for a world record, that's, I just like people who achieve goals. And they go for them without any, and I could tell with you, there was nothing that was going to stand in your way. Right. And the hardest obstacle was the, was, and it's funny how you say it wasn't the physical. It was just the, the gas. Yeah. It was the finding a way to get the gas, mm-hmm. which I found to be, that to me was hilarious. Because for me, it would be like, seriously, it would be, it would be the cramping. It would be like, hit a wave the wrong way and, and you tumble over and like, right. oh man, you know, that day's ruined. Or, uh oh, it's raining. But for you, it's funny how you you eliminated the fit. Like, I got this part. It's the boat. It's the boat. It's the boat. I just got to get the gas figured out to get longer. Wow. And it was all because of the growing up, the hard, the hard country girl. Yeah. I think that's, man, that's awesome. I mean it. It. It's definitely paid off. Yeah, I could tell. I mean, I, like I said, you're a successful woman, successful businesswoman. You've broken a world record. And you're going to attempt another one with it next summer maybe? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. And when are you going to start training for it? 
I'm already back at the gym training. I, I only took uh, one day off. <laughs> really? From my gym, yeah. Wow. And what gym is it? So I want to go there uh, and watch you train. Police Fitness. Police, and where's it at? Uh, Pittsburgh, Indiana. Okay, I won't be going there, but okay. Okay. Right. Yeah, man, I'm not going to Pittsburgh, no. I went to Pittsburgh once. It's, tr- it's funny. It's a true story. I was bicycling through Pittsburgh. Yeah, one stoplight. Trust me, I know. Trust right. me. I think I scared these ladies. <laughs> I came out behind them on a bicycle, and I go, hey, uh, how do I get to Danville? I was lost. How and they were like, and they pointed this way, and they got me lost. And I literally went, I did like a 12-mile loop and came right back. I go, I think they did it on purpose. I remember that. I remember going to Pittsburgh, and I remember there was a it was the Trump sign, right? And I go, oh, man. and I was joking to myself. I go, I better get out of here. And as soon as I said that, this dog comes out of nowhere and chased me. I go, wow. And I, I guess that dog, that dog heard me. Oh, man. <laughs> Seriously. I guess it was a Republican dog. He just came and chased me. You get out of our town. And he came and chased me. Now it's a true story. I was going to Pittsburgh. That's my Pittsburgh story. I thought that was hilarious because I was joking to myself, and that dog came and chased me. I, was, I hate getting chased by dogs. I know, especially I know on bicycles. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. the worst because if you try to kick it, then they'll get it, and then you, oh, it, it could be it, bad luck. Real bad. Yeah, but I'm like the black uh, Lance Lance Armstrong, so they, they can't catch me. Oh, I kick it in high gear when they not like me, Lord. Chase me. Not like me, Lord. Not like me. I mean, what you do on the water is what I do on on, on, right. on, the, on the tarmac. I don't want to brag, but it's what I do. I get you. That's what I, I get I do. you. <laughs> Lori Keaton, it has been a pleasure, and I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Thank you thank for coming. Coming in. Thank you for sharing your story. You know, it's, it's, I didn't it's some stuff I didn't know about you, which I thought was great. You know, opening up like that with the with the with the farm and everything else, and just how that strong mental you have, like nothing for eight hours straight. Yeah, and you never thought once, like, eh. I mean, what was you going through your head at the time? I mean, like, say at the four or five hour mark after you broke it, because sometimes, and this, this is what happens sometimes when you, when you set a goal is that once they achieve that goal, it's kind of hard to stay motivated. That's why sometimes, like, right. you'll see a fighter or any kind of sport, they achieve that goal. Hey, we won a championship. And that person is never really the same afterwards because right. that, that goal's been, and they, and they don't set another goal, and they just kind of flounder. So when you find out you set the world record, what made you go, okay, I'm going to go for it longer? Because you could have easily, okay, I'm done. To be honest, when I broke the women's record and they announced it, I didn't even celebrate. Like I was just staying, still staying focused, and I'm like, okay, that's not we're we're not stopping, you mm-hmm. know. So just stay in your game. Then they announced I broke the men's record time, and I didn't I didn't celebrate, you know. What I mean, and I just I'm like, okay, we're not stopping here. Like we're gonna crush this. I planned on surfing the full eight, and I was and I just I'd never I wasn't gonna settle for less than that. Wow. I, I was just gonna surf all of it, and uh, I, I I was just focused on making it happen. So I. I ended up tripling the women's record and doubling, more than doubling the men's record. My God, that's incredible. Honestly, that's incredible. Good for you. Thank you. I mean, because like I said, some people, when they set that goal and they achieve it, and if you don't have another goal to set, they kind of flounder. And you said, nah, nothing's going to stop me. No. And nothing I, did. No, I wasn't going to stop. I told them no matter what, it don't matter if it'd be lightning bolts falling from the sky. I said, <laughs> I'm not stopping. Like, we're just going to keep on surfing because that's what I'm supposed to do today. Have you heard from anybody like uh, that say, I'm going to break your record or or maybe the people who held the record previously, have they hit you up and say, congratulations, but now I got to break it? I've not had anybody that said they're anywhere near my time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are people that are talking about doing it, which I'm excited for. Like, I, I love competition. Competition is the greatest. Yeah, just, just bring it. How yeah. is it? You know, you love competition, but you never did a sport. I mean, uh, you know what I mean? Well, I competed with horses. Yeah, that's true. So I, I did. And, and there was a whole circuit and, and there was a whole, I mean, it was, it was a whole different from sports, like school sports. Right. But it, but it was a sport. 
Wow, man, that's honestly that's great. I, I love what you did. I love that you're a world. Re- has it even set in? Has it set in? Has it not, sunk in? Not totally. When, when do you think it will? When do you think it will? I don't know. I don't know. World. I, I almost felt bad hitting you up and trying to get you on this show immediately after. I go, she's got to be tired. I was like, congratulations. Hey, you going to be on the show? Right. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, man, she's got to be tired. She probably want to go to sleep or be able to pee in privacy. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> it's so nice having a bathroom door. Yeah. <laughs> I know. You don't want that to be. It's you, a little thing. Yeah. <laughs> no, you, it becomes a habit for you. Right. You just walk in. Oh, God, I forgot. You know right. what I mean? <laughs> Lori, what are you doing? Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lori Keith, thank you so much. And the, uh, and the project it was uh, uh, Wake for Warriors. Wake for Warriors. So look them up and look for her Instagram, which is Nautique. Nautique.girl. Nautique.girl on Instagram. Lori Keaton from Litzo, Indiana, world record for the longest surf ever. Guys, give her a hand, thank guys. You. Come on. World thank record you. holder. World record holder. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate you. World record holder right here on Tales from a Gemini. Thank you guys for watching. I appreciate you guys. And thank you, Lori, for coming in. You're not only your friend, but you're a world record holder. So thank you. I, no, thank you very much. I appreciate it. So until next week, you know how I say about this time. Peace. <laughs>